dig, 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 just like you're a little dog, and you got to get what's underneath there, and you just keep digging so much, and then you try to grab the little guy, poor little guy, by his neck. You're listening to Paleo Pep Talk. Let's get real. I'm Chelsea, owner of Paleo Pep Talk, and a 20-something graphic designer living a big city paleo life. And joining me is my multi-talented mom, Lori, traveler of the open highway, living a small town, paleo life. Join us here every Monday morning as we share our simple, real life tips and tricks to add the fun into paleo. Now, let's remember our disclaimer, we're actually not nutritionists, doctors, or trainers, just your average mother and daughter sharing our thoughts and experiences about being paleo. Please consult the doctor for any health concerns you may have. Now, welcome to our Paleo Party. You're listening to episode number 24, the one about seafood. And seafood is very interesting, Chelsea. Is it? I had no idea. <laughs> well, it's way more interesting. I've been reading and reading and learning and getting confused a little bit. And <laughs> Confused? Um, it, there's... Yeah, because, well, first of all, feeling bad because seafood is really important, and here I'm not having it very often. Um, and we well, should good be, thing not we just have for the paleo. Some, uh, good thing we have a uh, air fryer to make some salmon in. Salmon? Absolutely. I know. The air and, fryer and is have those salmon's best friend. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, because I don't even, I didn't even read that it matters really how you cook it so much. It's just that we have to be getting it in. So why do you think we need seafood? Um, I think that we need seafood because I'm going to go with my reasons of deduction. Because some vegetarians eat pescatarian, which means that they eat fish. And so I am assuming that pescatarian, they eat the fish because they need the protein. So it must be a good source of protein. And a pretty clean source of protein because vegetarians, you know, they're all about that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And. But there's. And because. We get, we need our omega-3 fatty acids. That's right. That's right. We need our omega-3s and you can get them from vegetables, but our bodies um, actually um, have trouble converting omega-3 from fat that's found in plants. The kind of fats that are found in plants. Yes. And so, but um, apparently seafood has these... EPA and DHA, long chain fatty acids that our body converts very easily uh, into what we need. So, oh, so the fish ones are the good ones. Uh, the fish, yes, the fish is what you want uh, for omega threes. Now, there's also omega sixes that we need. We need both of them for our body to function. Omega sixes come from poultry, eggs, nuts, cereals, durum wheat, whole grains. Uh, most vegetable oils. But here's the problem. uh, Omega-3s and omega-6s compete in our body for the enzymes to use to convert them into what they need to be converted into for our body to use them. So they fight. Oh, they're not friends? And in the... They're not friends. 
And so, and here's an interesting fact, the back on the diet of the paleo people, like, you know, people the cavemen. that were eating like the cavemen, um, they had diets that were high, higher in omega-3s, or, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. They were more a one-to-one ratio, where they had, a, they ate a lot of seafood, and they ate a lot of, you know, the uh, different um other the nuts, the seeds, the you know mm-hmm. like that, and so but the their foods were a one to one ratio, so there really wasn't a competition going on, and their bodies had a healthy balance. So, okay. um, but our diet, so that was a one to one ratio of omega three to omega six. Our American diet right now, the omega six is fifteen. There's it's fifteen to one ratio omega six to omega three, and omega three. Yeah, and or omega six, or yeah, the omega six. Sorry, it's confusing. <laughs> there's lots of omegas. <laughs> pro, I know there's lots of the omega six. Um, is pro inflammation. Pro inflammation. Pro inflammation. That's because okay. So you said one of the things is nuts. Yep, and I wonder if that's that... why maybe you shouldn't be having nuts. Well, that would be very sad, but that's why. Well, that makes sense because that is why people on AIP autoimmune protocol cannot have nut flowers. Right. Can't have nuts. Or nuts. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Hmm. So now here's the thing. If we're having a ratio, and I don't even know if it's like a certain amount of grams. I didn't kind of get to that. I mean, it's pretty scientific, and I encourage anybody to go out and do some research. There's some really good stuff um, out there on different things. There's the Paleo Newbie has a really good article Oh, yeah. um, on it that I really encourage you to go to their website. And um, I also uh, just typed in um, selecting seafood for healthy and sustainability on a paleo diet. I typed that in. I don't know what this website is. Um, oh, the paleo, the paleo diet.com. Okay. And then it yeah. must have been in there. Um, but it ta- it goes into more scientific stuff, but it's really important that we're having, because we are getting the omega-6s because we eat all that stuff that I mentioned all the time. Poultry, eggs, nuts, cereal, uh, maybe not. Eggs. We're not on, I wonder, on I got to look we're up not even, if, on AIP if you can have eggs. A- eggs. Yeah, I bet you can't. Cause, but here's the thing. You can have them, but you have to be having equal portions to get your... You need to... What what we have to strive for in our American diet is getting the omega-3s in, whether it's with the food or taking omega-3 That's oils or whatever. Oil. Because we... Right. So we... Because we want to get... Because we have no problem in our American diet getting in these omega-6s, and we should lower that... Um, if we can, they said even lowering it, it's 15 to one for normal, like just the American diet. If you can even get it to four to one, four omega six to one omega three, the, um, rate the 70% of the risks for heart attack and all that go down. Wow. For, uh, it goes down by 70%. Yeah. And a lot of the diet, uh, a lot of the things, um, ulcer to all the bowel, uh, inflammatory uh, bowel disease, all that stuff, the, all that heart disease, arthritis, and all that are listed as being caused by the high omega-6 diet. And we need omega-6s. You can't not have them. Our body needs all of that, but we're supposed to be at least having equal amounts or more of the omega-3. So it doesn't hurt to have more of the omega-3. This is very interesting. Because I do eat, or I used to eat, I haven't been eating, but I used to eat a lot of nuts. (laughs) And eggs. 
A lot of eggs. So that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. But you weren't having problems all that time either, necessarily. But if you have eggs, just make sure you're doing a fish oil. Yeah, with it. Yeah. You know, fish oil is good. I do fish a oil fish is oil. Different, a cod though, liver. than flaxseed oil. Yeah, the cod liver is supposed to be the best. Yes, flax. So why do you take flaxseed oil? Flaxseed. Okay, flax. Well, and that's the thing. It's kind of interesting because flaxseed oil. And again, I'm not a scientist, so don't you know. I I all I'm going by is what I had read. Flaxseed oil is omega six, so it'd be a good source of omega six. It also might be a source of omega three, only that it you can get omega threes from plants. Our bodies just don't convert it well, and it's in competition with the omega six anyway. So, uh, as far as in the in your body, so it's like. To me, I would stick with, for me personally, I'm going to do my omega-3 oil, and then I'll just get my omega-6 from my eggs. Oh, no. So the flaxseed is actually not good for me? Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's not, but if omega-6 is pro-inflammatory. Oh, no. I'll have to ask Amy. Are you taking flaxseed oil? No, I used to. Yeah, you'll have to ask Amy. Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying it's not good for you, and it can be, but I just think that people... See, this is the thing where I get so confused about everything, because you're... Flaxseed is supposed to be good. You're supposed to take flaxseed. You're supposed to take cod liver. You're supposed to take this. You're supposed to take that. How the heck are you supposed to know what is actually you're supposed to take? It's so confusing. I know. And that's why I started reading this. Yeah, I started reading this, and I literally got a headache, because I was like, oh my gosh. I mean... Here we take all this stuff that we think, and, and again, I mean, a a nutritionist, you know, is a good person to look at, but, um, and I'm not saying uh, it depends on, because everybody has a different diet. There are people that don't eat eggs or nuts or, uh, poultry or, you know, any of this stuff possibly. So they might need flaxseed oil. Um, so, but the thing is, again, it goes back to just because something is good for you doesn't mean a ton of it is good for you and it also just because something is healthy doesn't mean that it's good for your body exactly exactly yep um so anyway the um so you kind of want to go for at least a ratio of try to one to one but it's okay to to have more omega-3s um there's less it's mostly from seafood really other or seafood like um uh, yeah. Oils, you know, fish oil or whatever. Um, but you know, I would recommend anybody, uh, kind of, you know, look at what their things are going on in their body and their need and make sure that you're getting that, uh, the omega threes. Now there is a difference in seafoods also. Um, but I, I did want to, uh, just say too, really quickly, there's on sustainability, um, you know, there's uh, part of paleo is, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff around it. And it's kind of like our whole world being, um, I don't know if I like the word in unity, but trying to make good choices, just like with the grass fed yeah. beef and the, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. The other thing is the sustainability in our seafood, how it's caught, yeah. how it's, you know, how it's uh, done so that it will continue to be available and it's done uh, cleanly. So, you know, it's always good to look on um, uh, how things, like when you're picking it out in the store, like for my sardines, yeah. it's like they're wild caught, they're, you know, 
sustainable. And usually things like that do say sustainable. And there are websites that you can go to. There's one called Seafood Watch that you can go to. And it has a whole bunch of lists for different things like um, what foods are better to do that are more that are being sustainably caught and from what countries hmm. and what you know just kind of who you know who, who to kind of and and also what is safe because there's things like i don't know if you've ever heard of like the red tide like being from that we grew i grew up in seattle in the puget sound there's a lot of seafood available there's crabs there's clams there's mussels there's you know what all, are those things all, that all we used to go hunting for gooey ducks the gooey ducks the gooey ducks that's you probably right. don't want to eat but a gooey when, duck though no, you can. I you can eat you can gooey eat duck. a gooey duck. There are. If yeah, you don't I know what a gooey, gooey duck, duck is, I I don't know it. for sure. But I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea used to. Well, you finally caught one, didn't you? Oh, because you I try to dig and they dig fast. So just super quick. Okay, gooey ducks are these little guys. Well, they're not little. They're big, and they hide yeah. under the sand. They're like and- a clamshell, like a long skinny clamshell. But it right? comes. It has a really long neck. So it comes, yeah. right, like yeah. really high up. Yep. So yep. how you can tell there's a gooey duck in the on the beach is because there's a little hole where it breathes, a tiny mm-hmm. little hole. And clams do that. And you have clams do that too, yeah. But you can tell, I, I don't remember right now the difference, but you can tell if it's a gooey duck. Oh, yeah. Like a breathing yeah, I can, hole. I, you, you know, it seems like, didn't it make a little, yeah, I can't remember. Maybe they were I think it like came up, out of, it creviced up, the sand did or something. Yeah, There was maybe. something different yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so when you see one, you watch it for a sec, and then you just dig, 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 just like you're <laughs> a little dog, and you got to get what's underneath there, and you just keep digging so much, and then you try to grab the little guy poor little guy, by his neck, and then you have to pull him out, but the thing is, he's like a little suction, so he shoots himself down into the sand, so it's like a big fight, and you gotta, I I have done this since I was, like, four, and I think I caught, I think (laughs) I have caught one. (laughs) I know, we have a picture of you with one. Yeah, and it was huge, and I remember it was so slimy, and I remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I touched that thing. And it was so gross. But I was so proud of myself because I finally caught a gooey duck. But I would never imagine eating a gooey duck. I think that I do remember Grandpa saying, like, oh, maybe we could have him for dinner. But I didn't want him for dinner. Well, while you were doing that, I just had to look that up. So all the people that aren't from the the Northwest, because these are um, only 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 in the Northwest, on the Pacific in the Pacific or in the uh, Pacific Northwest. And so they're gooey, they're called gooey ducks and they're spelled G E O D U C K. So it doesn't sound like gooey duck, but that is how they're pronounced. So you should look it up and look at one, but Chelsea, they live, they, the oldest one was recorded at 168 years old. What? It's probably the one that I caught because he was too slow. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, maybe. And and um, it's one of the longest living animals of any type. And here's the other thing, you know that neck you were talking about. Well, first of all, the the little clam, the clam shell, because it is like the a clam. It's a variety a variety of clam. Um, I forgot that it was in a clam. Yeah, it's in yeah. that like shell. It's like long and skinny though. But um, it's uh, yeah. So it can be the clam shell. The range can be from f- uh, about almost like six to eight inches. But the neck on that thing can go as high, be as high as three feet. <gasps> no way. Well, that's why I could never catch it. 
crazy. So yeah, I just no encourage wonder everybody I could never catch on. it. Yeah, go Three everybody feet. go on and he look at the He could have been so duck. far down there. Oh my <laughs> goodness! You caught well, a thing, big one because I have a I know. Somewhere. I was gonna say good thing. No one ever told me that because I would have stopped a long time ago. They knew it was three yeah. feet long. It's as big as I was when I was trying to it, grab well, it. Well, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. But so anyway, can you eat you a gooey duck? You can eat a yes, gooey duck. Yes, you can. You can eat Okay. Them. They're a clam. Okay, so. if you catch a gooey duck. Yep. So, yeah. Let me know how it tastes. That's right. So, anyway, um, and I don't remember before we were talking about that. I think I was talking about sustainability and all that. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. So anyway, so let's go through some of the best. These are this okay. is from Paleo Newbie. And this is all okay. based on the ratios of or the the levels of um, the the highest basically in the omega fatty three um, and then the lowest in stuff. Because seafoods actually can have uh, mercury. There's um Oh. You know, there there are there's different things in seafood that can not be good for you. So there's certain fish that are more prone to having mercury and stuff in them. So so here we'll go through so the very best. Do you can you guess maybe what some of the very best are? Well, I think salmon is one of them. Salmon, yeah, is one of them. And there's another one that I eat that you don't like that I eat all the time on the truck. Oh, sardines. About. Yeah, sardines. Ugh. But <laughs> And here's the thing, people, wild-caught salmon. Atlantic salmon is a farmed salmon that's usually farmed in salt water. It's not real salmon. When you go to the store and it says there's Atlantic salmon, and it's like, of course, it's like half the price or whatever, it's not salmon. You need red, like pink salmon or or sockeye salmon, wild-caught salmon. And most of it comes from, like, Alaska or the Pacific Northwest area, you know, like that. Uh, Pacific Coast, but um, and there's different times of year that like sockeye is excellent salmon. It's just not out all the time. Yeah, I mean you can probably get it frozen, um, but a lot of times it gets bought up when it's bought up. And picking out salmon, just so people know too, this is really important. When you go, if it's fresh and not frozen, so it's fresh laying in the uh, fish market. Oh yeah, sometimes um, at Whole Foods they have these huge fish that are like. Ah, they're like looking at you with yeah. their big eyes and they're <laughs> yeah. like lying on the ice like they're about to jump yeah. out and eat you. Yeah. Sometimes they yeah. have one time they had the biggest fish I've ever seen. It was like I think it was a swordfish and it was it took up the entire thing. Like oh, they must have yeah, just been I'll doing bet. it because they were like, Look how big this is. It took up the entire thing, like where all the fish usually are, yeah. and it was just one big yeah. fish. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, and that's so that's the best fish on the no no list. So well, okay. So let me finish on the salmon for buying it because yeah. you don't want it if it looks flaky or broken. You really want it to be smooth and kind of have kind of a continuum to the pink flesh. You don't want it to be like broken and look like it's like a piecey. It's not fresh okay. like that. It's not good. So that's a good thing with salmon to know. It just it does kind of make a difference. Um. Anyway, so wild salmon, sardines, mussels. Rainbow trout and Atlantic mackerel are the best species, the very best. And rainbow trout kind of surprised me. Of course, we have them here in our lake right here. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to say, go and catch mus- one. Well, and mussels surprised me because mussels are attached to all the rocks along the shore 
uh, 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 beaches yeah. and stuff, and they might be out further, but and they open up and they have this little that looks like a little feather thing that comes out when when the water comes across it and it grabs stuff. And again, I think of it as a it's a cleaner. It's it's one of the things that helps filter and clean the ocean. So I'm like, yeah. ew, but yeah, you know. gross. And I've not had mussels before. I don't like clams. I don't like oysters. I don't like you any. Uh, I don't like the chewy, the chewy ones. You know, like yeah. that. Aunt so, Debbie does, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, Ew. yeah. So, have you ever had like a mussel or? No, it's gross. Yeah, I think they're. I think it's gross too. But a lot of people eat them, and they're they're you know in the nicer restaurants, they're like you know. Yeah, they're like fancy a big food. Dish, you know. Yeah, they're like you spend a lot of money for muscle a muscle dish, and it's like ew. Yeah, I don't so, like it. Good thing I don't like them. Good yeah, don't we don't like have them. to spend money on them. Yeah, we don't have to. Don't have to. So you should have one to two four-ounce servings per week, at least, of of one of those. Wild okay. salmon, sardines, like that. Okay? Now, as far as good, so that was best. Okay. As far as good, it would be oysters, anchovies, Pollock, and herring. And I don't know what pol. Pollock isn't herring a bird? (laughs) Heron, oh heron. (laughs) Um, You you see herring a lot of times. You see pickled herring. Have you ever heard of pickled herring? Oh yeah, yeah. You see that a lot. It's a. It's usually canned in the stores a lot. It might be. I've never really looked for it at the fish market. Again, oysters. It's a fish. These are all fish. Okay, this is all seafood, so it's either a fish or a... Yeah, and it is a fish. Well, I thought it was a bird, so I'm just curious. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're probably not going to be eating it. I don't, I don't know what kind of fish Pollock is, um, or Pollock, or I don't know how you say it. Um, anchovies, I have never really... Uh, you know, they're kind of salty, and a lot of people put them on, like, pizza. They'll put them in salads. They'll put them in... You know, they're not, like, bad. They're just... They have kind of a strong... I guess I think of it as a salty kind of taste. Yeah. Um, and then oysters, I don't really like. But so of those, one four ounce serving supplies 25% or more of the recommended weekly intake of omega 3s. Hmm. Okay. So of those, um, now I wonder why one to two. Oh, and, and probably because you don't. Okay. So this says if you have one to two four ounce servings, that must be enough for your whatever because it says exceptional levels of omega-3 and if they're the best and the lowest in mercury so if they're the best then they must be better than the ones that say good but the good ones you know give you apparently 25 percent or more of the recommended weekly intakes so yeah um with a low it's risk okay so favorable concentration yeah no because they didn't give it what it is but i think they're saying that these are so, so that means high that shrimp peas aren't levels. good well, let's get to shrimp peas. Okay. So in the okay category, so we got best, we have good, and then we have okay. Okay. That would be shrimp, shrimp, catfish, tilapia, clams, scallops, and I don't know what this thing is, but a pangasius. It's P-A-N-G-A-S-I-U-S. I don't What's know. That? Maybe you can look it up. It's P-A-N-G-A-S-I-U-S. And so here's the thing. So an adult would need to consume anywhere from four to 20 four-ounce servings to meet the omega-3 recommendation. What? Of those. So, um, yeah, so it's a lot lower in the omega fats. 
Um, however, the, it says that there's still healthy sources of protein and other beneficial nutrients and relatively low in mercury. It's just what they're saying is it's not going to be your best source of omega-3s. You know what I mean? If you're using this to try to get your omega-3s in, eat your salmon and sardines and, you know, the mackerel. They're much, they're fattier. And you know when you eat them that they're fattier. You can see the fat yeah. on salmon. It's kind of gray when it's cooked. Okay, you want to so make sure you eat that. Don't not eat that. A pagasius yeah. is what it is, right? Pangasius? P-A-N-G. Okay, yeah. Is a I don't know how you say it. Medium, me neither. Medium large to very large shark catfish native to freshwater in South and Southeast Asia. Shark catfish combination, huh? That's kind of interesting. <laughs> it's pretty ugly. It's well, it very would ugly. be because, <laughs> I mean, catfish aren't so pretty, and to add a what to it to make it look like a shark would be kind of weird. I never realized how one with the sea creatures I have been in my life. <laughs> All of these sea creatures... Are just reminded me of things that we have done or that I have, we have. I know. Because I caught a shark one time. Yeah. Well, yeah. A dogfish sharks. You've caught a bunch of dogfish sharks since Puget Sound. Yep. When we went fishing with grandma and grandpa. And then a shark yep. almost also ate me. Remember that? Oh, well, actually, yes, that is true. <laughs> it almost ate you. It did! Off Key West. Off Key West. Yes, Well, Key the West problem it... is things... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was a man-eater, so you can pretend that it was. It came very close to you. You were kind. Of, we were kind of being followed by a barracuda at a close... Oh, I didn't know we were being followed boat, by a barracuda. Well, actually, it was between us and the steps of the boat. And we couldn't get to the steps of the boat because there was a barracuda sitting there. And then we were trying to get away from the shark that came like right by you. But it was a reef shark and they rarely. Well, and then all the other people that were with us were like trying to chase (laughs) the shark. And I was like, people, it's trying to eat me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try to grab its tail. (laughs) Don't make it mad. Don't make it mad. It's going to come back at us. I know. So... Okay, so the, here, let me do the last okay. one. And these this is under caution. Okay. okay? So and don't read And so tuna. Tuna. Tuna? What? Um, well, let me say, let me tell you why in just a minute. So tuna, halibut, lobster, mahi-mahi, and sea bass. Wow, that's going to make a lot of people um, mad. The reason, <laughs> it, it is. And the reason for the tuna, <coughs> excuse me, is because of the mercury. And this has been known out there for a long time that there's a lot of mercury with tuna. And I don't know, um, you know, people have to do their research on that. It, you don't want to eat a ton of, you don't want to have a can of tuna a day. It could have, mer- you know, the mercury, mm-hmm. higher mercury levels. Um, I don't know if there's tuna. I don't, I'm trying to think if there's cans that say like, you know, that they know their tuna doesn't have mercury or something. I don't know. I don't know why tuna has mercury because most of the things that have mercury are like the lobster uh, that eats on the bottom, you know, um, halibut kind of surprised me because that's a cold, uh, sea that's halibut's usually caught in the colder seas, um, up again by Alaska and stuff, if I recall. It's a white fish. And I, I actually like halibut. I haven't had it in years because it's I'm not a huge fish person. I like 
I like yeah, salmon. Yeah, me too. That's I like it. Sardines. That's about it. As far as fish goes. Um, so anyway, so that was kind of interesting. So you could do some research on that and find out maybe on your tuna, if you're a big tuna eater, here's the thing. If you're a big tuna eater, like I used to be switch to sardines. Oh my goodness. They're so good. And you could just eat them right out of the can. They're in olive oil. Usually get a good wild caught, sustainable one. Um, and, uh, they're delicious. They're a great substitute for tuna. I actually prefer them. I don't, of course, I don't make sardine salad or anything like that, like you would with tuna, you know. But, um, you know, you can have your tuna here and there, but it should be less hmm. than more. Okay. Let's try to do try to do the sardines. So we should try to eat stuff, the sardines so. and so I thought that salmon. Was, That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, I found it fascinating just, you know, I mean, I just would have not thought of looking that up yeah me neither and i didn't know that, that we the this podcast so that was awesome i learned something new every day i know the omegas fighting i didn't know that either well they're fi- they're they're fighting in that you eat you take them into your body and they're both trying to use the same set of enzymes or whatever to make to turn them into because when we when we eat food enzymes break down that food to make it into whatever it is our body needs okay. and so you have your omega-3s and your omega-6s, and if you're having a whole bunch more omega-6s, it's probably getting those enzymes. Okay. And, you're not, and the omega-3s aren't getting, They're not getting made it. into yep. what they need to be made. Yeah, so you need to get those omega-3s in. Keep the omega-6s down, your ratio down. It, you know, the again, back in the day, um, the paleo day, it was a one-to-one ratio. Yep. Um, but they ate a lot of seafood and stuff, yep. you know. and catching their so, fish. Um catching their fish and of course nuts you know nuts and grains and those kind of things were harder to prepare in those days because they had to use rocks and stuff to smash the nuts to you know and fish were easy they just caught the fish and they probably ate it raw sushi i don't eat fish raw and i'm yeah you can i mean people eat tuna raw um and then of course sushi uh not sushi isn't it sushi sushimi is the raw yeah uh sushi sushi is the raw usually um i'm not a big yeah I believe that fish have parasites and, you know, not everybody does and it's okay. But for me, I believe it. So I probably would get one. So I'm not eating raw fish. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I mean, fish have parasites. Yeah. They, so they're parasitic. But anyway, so that was so, was that helpful? Yeah, it was so helpful. Oh my gosh. I did not know any of those things and I bet a lot of people didn't. So thank you for yeah. enlightening us. Well, I well, didn't. Internet. Thank you. I didn't internet. know any of it either. Um, I have thank you Anna. a uh, announcement really quick. Okay. If you guys did not see, there are two new Whole30 rules that came out this week. Oh! If you are doing the Whole30, and one of them you are not going to like. So, which it makes complete sense, it just kind of sucks, but one of the new Whole30 rules is absolutely no kind of any store bought chip is allowed oh not even the the sweet potato ones in the coconut oil (laughs) no it does no so the point is i know i know so basically what happened is i watched i i haven't read a ton about it i watched melissa hartwig's instagram story about it basically the answer Mm -hmm. is chips are chips and you, you do just it eat it to eat 
and we are yeah. using it as a snack yep. and a comfort food. We're not gaining yeah. anything from eating a chip, even if they are the most delicious <laughs> Jackson Honest yeah. sweet potato chips in the coconut oil or the Siete yeah. cassava flour chips. There, there are, there's no chips allowed. Those, by the way, you gotta try some. They're so good. Um, so no chips are allowed. Of course, that's whole thirty. That's whole thirty, that, not paleo. Oh yeah, no, they're still paleo. They're always gonna be paleo. Yeah. This is just if you're doing the whole thirty. Yeah. Um. <coughs> so yeah. that's whole thirty. The second rule, the new whole thirty rule is, and I didn't know that this was up for discussion. Maybe people have been following this, but so apparently, uh, some. When the Whole30 first came out, there was one brand of uh, coconut aminos that were available, and it was the ones that we get, the secret, big secret, whatever. Okay. Right. So apparently since then, there have been a lot of brands that came out with coconut aminos, and uh, some of Mm -hmm. them say in the ingredients that they have coconut nectar in them. So apparently it's kind of a long story and I'm not really sure of the entire thing, but I think that all uh, the basis of the story came down to that all coconut aminos aminos are taken from some sort of coconut nectar, but it's not sugar and you're not using it as something that you're going to put like over berries or with ice cream. Like it's not, you're not using using it as a sugar. sugar. You're using it as like a flavor for like a really great, uh, really a salt. Yeah. Like for a really great uh, Asian dish or something, you know? So they have decided that all coconut aminos, even if it says in the, ingredients of the certain brand if it includes coconut nectar that it's it's compliant so all coconut aminos are considered compliant oh okay that's a good thing yeah i agree because you're not using it nobody's gonna say oh i really want a candy bar oh let me suck on a bottle of you know (laughs) coconut Coconut aminos (laughs) 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 yeah definitely not gonna think that right away Oh, but speaking of, if you do want a candy bar, uh, my friend Natasha from CrossFit just found these amazing chocolate bars, and I actually found them at Whole Foods, and uh, the brand is called Evolve Chocolate, and Mm -hmm. there is one of the, they have a few flavors, they're all made with just, they're 100% cocoa, I mean, no (laughs) added sugar, they're like Mm -hmm. the most basic chocolate bar you could get, I mean, they're 100% paleo. Uh, there's some that are mint. There's some that are almond. Uh, really great. Um, I got just the basic one that was just like 100% cocoa and coconut. Mm-hmm. D- like coconut flakes, not like coconut sugar. There's no sugar in it at all. It's a little bitter. It's good. I couldn't mm-hmm. sit and eat. Actually, I think it's great. It's been sitting in my fridge for a while because <laughs> <laughs> I can only eat about a square at a time. <laughs> Where a normal chocolate bar, it would be gone in the time it would take me to eat a square. So, yeah. <laughs> so those are fun things. I know you can also buy them on Amazon because she found it on Amazon. So if you want to okay. look up a good chocolate bar uh, that you're not going to eat the whole thing in one sitting, I can guarantee you're not going to. They're called Evolve Chocolate. <laughs> Well, fun. I know so, I'm not big. I yeah. just can't eat the cocoa. 
you know, like yeah. 100% cocoa or cacao or cacao yeah. or whatever. Oh, cacao. Called. Oh, man, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Go listen to our episode yeah. about it. I'll go listen. Yeah. I don't remember how to say it. <laughs> Very good. Uh, okay. Okay, so well, what are we going to do next week? Okay, so next week... We are going to do the one about leafy greens. And I'm so excited because I go to yep. the store all the time and I just completely ignore the fact that any other leafy greens exist other than spinach because that's all I know about. So we're going to talk <laughs> about all of it and the differences because I do not know. We got your broccoli leaf, your kale, your butter lettuce, your uh, arugula, arugula or- your... I don't even know. There's so many kinds. So what does it mean? What's the best for you? I know some are harder for people to digest than others. I don't know why. So yeah, going to talk about all that. I'm so excited to learn about it because I honestly don't know. I'll let you do a bunch of research this week. Well, I hope. So you can talk more than I talk. Oh, good. (laughs) Aren't you supposed to be the mom? Okay, well, I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome, healthy, delicious week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for hanging out with us for the past half hour. We are so grateful to have you all here with us and listening along. If you loved partying along with us today and want to share it with your friends, please do. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes and you can follow us on Instagram at Paleo Pep Talk and you can find a ton of resources, all of our encouragement and of course join our Paleo e-party at www.paleopeptalk.com and very important, if you have any questions, fun, silly, whatever it may be that you want us to talk about, please email them to us at paleopeptalk at gmail.com or there's a place to submit your questions on our site. We cannot wait to hang out with you guys again next Monday talking about our new topic, answering all of your burning paleo questions. Don't forget to send them to us. But now it's time for you to keep this paleo party going all week and we'll meet you back here, same place, same time. 